Hello, welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm your host, Allison Paul Klackowitz. Thanks for tuning in. I have a very special guest on today's episode. Her name is Jojo Yost, and a name I'm sure you're going to remember after hearing her extraordinary story. Jojo is an inspiration. She's a survivor, a warrior, a successful businesswoman. I cannot wait to introduce her to you. I believe in my heart that you will be affected by her story, that she will inspire and encourage you. Hold on just a moment and we'll begin today's segment. Welcome, Jojo, to HodgePodge Podcast. Um, I was introducing you just now um, to our listeners, and I was just letting them know how excited I was to have you as a guest, um, how inspiring your story is. Um, I believe I used some words, uh, inspirational, warrior, survivor, (laughs) successful businesswoman. And so what I was hoping um, that you could tell us all about your business and um, the inspiration behind it. You own Peruke Boutique here in Fayetteville. um, And we're sitting here right now. I wish you all could see it. I'm going to upload pictures to the blog site. But it is a gorgeous um, wig boutique. And um, I'm going to let JoJo tell you all about her, her inspiration for beginning this awesome business and what it's all about. The inspiration came to me sitting in a chemo chair, believe it or not. Mm. I um, was diagnosed with stage 2A breast cancer well. in 2015. Very shocking. No one in my family had it. No history. Uh, I was actually in the gym working out and thought I had pulled something. And it was actually a lump in my breast. Oh, wow. So So it was just you felt um, it was hurting? You felt something pinch or... I was in an awkward position. Uh And it just felt like something was hurting. And I thought, what is that? I thought I pulled something because it wasn't a constant hurt. Right. But it was deeper than you had to kind of push. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, sure enough... So did you immediately go to the doctor? Made an after appointment, that? went in. They did a mammogram and said it looked suspicious. Ooh, not and what you want to hear at all. No. So after that, what? How fast was the turnaround for your treatment? And it was quick. Diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I um, they did the mammo October twenty second, October twenty seventh. I did a biopsy. Wow. November 9th. I had surgery, and November 30th, I had a port put in, and December 21st, four days before Christmas, I started chemo. Oh, wow. It was so quickly because they want to be more aggressive Mm -hmm. than the cancer itself. So how long ago was that? What year was that when you were diagnosed? 2015. 2015. So here we are four years later. I know. It's amazing. And you're here. I know. <laughs> so I'm looking good, too. I feel good. I feel really good. I mean, yes. great. So you were telling me that when you were going through chemo, 
um, you were sitting in a chair getting your chemo treatment, right. and that's when the vision for Peruk came to you. Yes. So yes. tell tell the listeners about that. I was sitting in the chemo chair, and you're looking for things to cover your head, pretty wigs, scarves, head covers. Because you had lost your Because hair. I had lost all my hair. Mm-hmm. I was bald. Right. I was ordering stuff online, but, you know, you buy something online, and it comes in. And it might not be the right color on you mm-hmm. or it might not fit you as well as it looks online on right. the mannequin mm-hmm. or the person. Mm-hmm. So I started interviewing people just kind of inadvertently. So mm-hmm. if you could have something in Fayetteville that would help, what would it be? Right. And I kept saying, and I want to do this. interviewing people like other people. Other patients. Patients yes. that were sitting with you. And I was like, if you could have something, what would it be? And I had a five ring binder and I just took notes. And so I said, I brought it up to the doctor's attention one day, and I said, you know, maybe I should open a wig boutique. And they were like, this is very needed. I said, but I want to spin on it. I want to be able to say that I'm a survivor and be there to help the survivors. Mm -hmm. Because there was nowhere I could go and vent and say, I've done chemo. What about you? Instead, it was unsolicited advice of the negativity that surrounds people that get diagnosed because people don't understand. Right. So creating a safe harbor for people to be able to come in and feel comfortable, to share their story, and especially with someone who had already, who had been through it. Yes. That knew, you you recognize. And you don't just serve um, individuals going through chemotherapy for cancer treatments. There are other illnesses or situations that people come in and um, purchase wigs from you. Right. I have alopecia. That's, and what is alopecia? Um, hair loss. Um, uncontrollable hair loss. Like it could be Arietta or Universal where it's all over their body or there's many different kinds of alopecia. Mm-hmm. Um, or medically through medicines they're taking sometimes when you take a heart medication or a diabetes medication, you tend to lose your hair. Right. Or it thins. thins. Right. Uh, menopause. Mm. Menopause is a big thing. Lack of estrogen will make women lose their hair. Mm. We don't think about that. Right. Right. Um, and I serve also, I have a large LGBTQ following. Um, okay. Cross-dressers, um, you know, those that are transgender, mm-hmm. or those that they're they want to wear a wig i mean it's Mm -hmm. you know i have women that come in that um are going on a cruise and they want to lay out by the pool all day and just throw on the wig and go they don't have time to mess with their hair when they're on vacation (laughs) they're just wig and that's right they're like i love it they just love some beautiful hair (laughs) yes and that's perfect and it is all of the mannequins around us that are um on display here they really do have beautiful hair. I've been looking at them myself. <laughs> thinking, I might need I might need a wig update. That is awesome. Um who um and some of the individuals that you have served, do you want to share maybe some inspiring stories from some clients that have come in or customers that have come in that you've been able to help? I know, you know, um it's so it must be so trying for someone that is ill and going through treatment to have to come in and even begin this process i see them come through the door they're crying they've come from the doctor they've just been diagnosed and they're just i have to get a wig i have to do it now um i but i don't 
I have them come in and sit down. I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to sell the wig first. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help them first. Right. So I have um, a girl that came in not too long ago, the first part of May. She said, "I've been diagnosed with cancer. I'm not doing treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything. My mother died of breast cancer. I'm just going to die." Mm-hmm. And I said, "What?" I said, "Why would you say that?" Right. But she came in here, so obviously she was seeking someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I spent several hours with her. Mm-hmm. I usually close at 2 on a Saturday. I was here till 4.30. Right. But I didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was about me helping her. Right. And I talked to her. She did have surgery the middle of May. Awesome. And she started. She did her first chemo yesterday. That's fantastic. And I shaved her head Sunday for her. Oh. And wow. cut Is she going to get a wig? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. She um, has some baseball hats and head cover. She already mm-hmm. pre-got the, mm-hmm. you know, pre-bought those. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it made me feel good to see that somebody that came in here saying, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. And I said, if you give me one good reason why you don't want to save your own life, one good reason why you don't want to carry on a legacy for your mother, I said, then I'll tell you, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you can't give me that reason, then... We're gonna do it. I said I'll help you through it. Right. So I'll right. be. I'm gonna stop by and see her today after work and just check on her because, you know, it's. I mean, I feel like I'm a part of mm-hmm. them when mm-hmm. I go through it with mm-hmm. them. That's amazing. And what a source of strength you are for them to be able to come in and see you, and you know how strong and determined and um, you are and what a blessing it is for them to to experience that when they come here. Yeah. It, she, it would have to be. She had the same diagnosis as me. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, it's not a death sentence. Mm-hmm. It's not a death sentence. I said, you need to tune out all the negativity and realize that early stage breast cancer mm-hmm. is curable. Yes. It is mm-hmm. curable. I'm a walking testimony of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to help people. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure they understand that you can be treated and, and it, you can be fine. Yes. I think I had shared with you, I have a, a friend who had just completed um, treatment for stage four breast cancer yes. in Asheville, and she got to ring the bell That's recently. Amazing. And that right there is a true testimony. I mean, of that, what, you know, an outcome can be. I can't describe what it feels like mm-hmm. to ring that bell. Right. So, you you definitely, I'm sure, encourage all women out there to get to Absolutely. the doctor, get your mammogram, do your own personal breast checks, yes. and and stay on top of that. You Please. Know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I highly, I had a mammogram October of 2014, mm-hmm. and it was clear. Mm-hmm. But yet, in October of 2015, mm-hmm. there was a lump, and I was doing, you know, biopsy, and then carried on from right. there. So... It can onset pretty quickly. Right. And just like you said, your family had zero right. history of breast None. cancer. And bam. Here you, I am. There you yeah. are with the diagnosis. That's amazing. Um, peruke. What does peruke mean? It means wig in French. And where did you, why, why, where did you come up with that? Well, peruke means wig, and there's a little Eiffel Tower here in Fayetteville and a little shopping center. Most people don't know we have a little France right here off the Owen Drive. And this is the Bordeaux area, (laughs) so it just Mm -hmm. makes sense, you know, to be 
uh, you know, we know that people in the South tend to butcher things, you know, names mm-hmm. and change it. They put their spin on it. Because mm-hmm. everybody said, well, they're not going to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I said, but when you see it, you don't forget it. Right. It's unique. Right. And so the name will stick. Right. Definitely. It's definitely clever. And because the the boutique is so beautiful oh, and kind of French country inspired. Yes. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yes. I pegged it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's really um, an appropriate name for, for the boutique. Um, I want to give a little background as how why you are here in Fayetteville, how you got to Fayetteville, and some background. So you were a military child. Yes. Your dad was Army, and so your family wound up here at Fort Bragg, and you went to high school here? Yes. My dad was um, attached to the Airborne Test Board doing a little special operations. Um, he was mm-hmm. in 35 years. Mm, wow. Um, well, That's amazing. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. <laughs> Who stays in for 35 uh, years? My dad did. He loved it. He really did. It was, yeah. it once, you know, it's in their blood. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, then he retired, and I think he was like a lost puppy. I think they all right. go through that phase. But, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. he says now he walks to the mailbox to get a check, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up military brat. Of course, my dad said, don't date a military man. And, well, I didn't listen very well. And, of course, I married, married a special one. forces guy of all right, things. Right. And um, we got married, and, you know, he was stationed here, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he deployed to Iraq. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately... Um, I became a gold star wife, which means, you know, he was killed in Iraq on November 19th of 2005. Right. So, that yes. changed my life. So, this is the other part of JoJo's story that is incredible. Not only has she survived breast cancer, but she survived breast cancer treatment following her husband passing away. Um, he was killed in action, like you said, in Iraq in 2005. So when receiving, you know, how were you informed of of that? The knock on the door. So they came to the door. Who came to the door? A chaplain, um, someone in command. I mean, I just remember their faces and their names. And um, the person that would be my casualty assistance officer and a medic. Wow. And so you had, you had, had no clue. They just showed up on your door. He had called me prior the day prior and said we're palletizing to come home babe we did it we're done um we i'll be home i'll see you january 6th and this was the saturday before the friday before thanksgiving he called me on the 18th that is unbelievable so he was they were getting ready to ship their stuff Mm -hmm. they were getting ready to pack up and he was how how what happened to Tony. He was um, over there six months and four days, mm-hmm. and they were working in conjunction with Fifth Group, mm-hmm. and they got called to do one last mission. And, you know, there's not a soldier out there, or not my husband, mm-hmm. no, that would say, no, I'm not going to go support no. my fellow brother. They're right. just That's not going to happen. Right. One thing that we have in common, you know, wives of Green Berets, and we definitely understand that our husbands are different beasts. They're different... <laughs> type of men. <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> they, they're a little bit crazy. A whole lot crazy. Yeah, Who are we kidding? Crazy. But yes, yeah, a good crazy. They put their hearts and souls into serving. It's dedication. And it is total dedication. Um, and it is a brotherhood for sure. 
Um, they will do anything to support one another, and especially when they're in the field. Um, um, that is the, uh, something I, I understand completely and have seen in my own husband. So he got called back out on that last mission, and then the next day, you had just talked to him the day before and the next right. day. And he they, had sent emails out, so I woke up that morning to a beautiful email about what we were going to do when he came home oh. and have a late Christmas. And I thought, oh, this is amazing, and I always got up early because, you know, at the time I had a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, toddler, he would just mm-hmm. turn two. And... You know, I I had turned on the television and I had seen where there had been soldiers killed. And I thought, oh, my God, that's horrible. Mm. And I always tried to look at the screen to see if, like, when they were showing the Mm -hmm. area. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, I don't don't see Tony, so Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I was getting ready that day to go to a baby shower, so... You know, I did my normal routine, got a, I showered, got breakfast, he woke up, I fed AJ, we played, put him down for a nap, and I was waiting on the babysitter, and I actually thought it was the babysitter coming to the door. Oh my gosh, wow. And usually she wouldn't knock, you know, she would just come in, and we always had that, the doors unlocked, come in, and mm-hmm. I go out the garage, and I leave. Mm-hmm. And this time it was different, it was like, I said, my, but I also had another neighbor that every time they went to Lowe's, Home Depot, mm-hmm. or anything... Is there anything you need? Anything to get you? You know your husband's gone. I mean, it was we were tight knit neighbors, right? And um, so as I, military communities yes. become, military neighbors become your family. Oh yeah, they take care of you of each other. Yeah. So I just thought it was my neighbor, or mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it was a rather good knock, and mm-hmm. I, I opened the door, and they were standing there in uniform, and I just said. Well, you're not the babysitter. I mean, I didn't know right. what else to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at them all and thinking, well, that's not for me. Right. I just talked to Tony. That's right. not for me. This can't, right. This is not, this this is not for me. This is something different. I'm a team sergeant's wife. So then I went into the mm-hmm. whole, mm-hmm. must be somebody else. Right. I'm a team sergeant's wife. You're coming to tell me after you told them. And, right. You know, I'm not. I'm going to have to get into action and go help someone right. else. I'm going to be in denial completely. Over this right. Whole, and right. I was. For, mm-hmm. for It took a few minutes for them to finally have to do the official, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, I don't think it really, really and truly hit me until I actually was sitting in Arlington Cemetery looking at his casket. And wow. then I was like, this is really happening. Wow. Because I never got to view him. So, oh. so um, the days following that, you know, I, I can't imagine. It must have been a blur. You were still right. trying to be a mom to a right. toddler, trying to function. Well, I had one in college and one in a diaper that was potty trained. And so I just put myself back in deployment mode and right. said, all right, mm-hmm. maybe they're wrong. Right. But I still have pe- little people relying on me, and I have an older son relying on me. I have to keep it together. Mm-hmm. I have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and... So you kind of pulled from your strength as a mother that, you know, other people are depending on right. you. So you have to keep moving forward. Yes. I think, I, you know, I, I could... I I can't empathize in that I've experienced any of what you have experienced, but I could see, you know, that where that source of strength would come. Your family, luckily, though, was here. Yes, thank God. And so, fortunately, where a lot of spouses don't have that 
family support, but luckily you did have that that family support here. Were they there to yes. kind of pick you up? Every step of the way. My mother mm-hmm. jumped right in and was like, let me help you. My father, my father was devastated. Mm-hmm. My husband was his best friend. Mm-hmm. They did everything together. Saturdays, oh, wow. they would get in the car together, go to Lowe's, maybe stop and have a beer, mm-hmm. go to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, take oh, a little detour. You know, they, they could were really relate yes. to one another. And, and and my dad talked to him about the military and also helped him with his career with a couple of promotions mm-hmm. and things like that that he went through and said. They even drove to Indiana to make sure that my husband's records were good. I mean, that's... Oh, my that's, gosh. How fortunate were you guys? My dad mentored him, and it was great. That's awesome. And so they were so close. And, I mean, it was it was the perfect... I was so happy. I mean, I had his son, my son from a previous marriage. We have his daughter. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, my dad, my family. We all got along. Everything was fabulous. Mm-hmm. I was living that... We had just bought a home. You were happy. It, I was... Elated. I mean, that was mm-hmm. my soulmate, my best friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was over the moon. You were talking about Tony that he was a larger than life oh, yeah. kind of guy, the typical big brawny yes. uh, special forces dude wearing his ranger panties as only <laughs> yes. as only um, army wives know what we're oh, we're talking about they're these horrible horrible little pt shorts that are like much silky. much too short <laughs> I don't, we don't, we don't understand <laughs> it, but that he loved his Harley. He did. He did. He, he was a Harley riding, you know, mm-hmm. um, went to the gym, just, you know, mm-hmm. he looked very intimidating, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. and he said the only thing he ever feared in life was me. Ah! <laughs> you had him I trained. loved it. Yeah. But, you, you know, put him in his quarter. We were, we were just, <laughs> we, we, we loved hard. We partied hard we lived hard we were just two peas in a pot it just mm-hmm. worked so I mean I knew when he looked at me that he loved me without mm-hmm. a doubt I mean yes. you could see it all over his face that's a wonderful and feeling I yeah. the love that I have experienced with him is sometimes somebody doesn't get in a lifetime no. and they're truly mm-hmm. missing out because I was fortunate enough to have mm-hmm. it at least once, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. um, there's nothing ever been like it. And, right. You know, never say never, but, right. you know, he um, gave me some of the best years of my life. Oh, that is yeah. awesome. And um, your son, AJ, is oh, that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're the child that you had with with Tony um you know it's got to have been difficult too for him growing up without his dad yeah but it has to be you know he must be feel so much pride for him he's just now starting to understand it he was two Mm -hmm. you know I how old is he now he's gonna be 16 in September wow uh-oh. So, yeah, here comes the cars and the dating. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have to hold him up, lock him in a room if he's like his father. <laughs> but he, AJ has matured well beyond his years. Like, you know, to lose your father and to know that I'm the only parent, I felt like he had to step in the role of man in the house way too young. Mm. Um, not to mention that... He had lost his father and then four years ago feared I was going to die from cancer. Right. So. Right. Oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. You remind us back to that. And I feel guilty for that. Right. Because I feel like Mm -hmm. 
oh my gosh, like I, I protected him. Mm. I was able to shield him from all the chaos from the loss of Tony. I tried right. my best and I try to instill great memories mm-hmm. and I try to make sure you had he gets some stuff. control away from yes. that. And I had no control over mm-hmm. my cancer diagnosis. Right. And I couldn't control I was bald. I couldn't control I was going through chemo. And I, and I just kept thinking, I've got to get through this mm-hmm. because I have a son who at the time was 12 looking at me going, please don't die, Mom. Like, you know, I need you. And it, all these emotions and things go through your head. And, you know, I recently had my thyroid removed. Mm-hmm. Again, I felt like, oh, my gosh, the poor kid, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a residual of doing radiation. Right. She just it's just it's literally, <laughs> how long ago, two, two weeks, weeks ago, yeah. had a horrible, you know, scare that possibly she would have thyroid cancer. We didn't and know. She wasn't sure and had to have her thyroid removed and... But here she is. She's great. Good news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine. All is clear. That was scary because yes. when they ever say the C word in your name and say, well, I have to biopsy it. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I did keep that very close hold. Mm-hmm. I just told people that, well, my thyroid's acting up. Mm-hmm. But inside I was not. People used to look at me and say, you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And they could tell by looking at me. But I didn't want to say I think there's more to this. Right. Because I didn't want to say that. Right. Because that just brings negativity. Right. So, so. what were your symptoms with your um, thyroid? Well, I wound up getting diagnosed with Graves' disease. Oh. I had a hyperthyroid. I could eat a whole cake and lose three pounds in a week, which is every woman's dream. Right. <laughs> but wow. yeah. I had the shakes, and I couldn't focus, and mm-hmm. it hit me all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed that one side of my neck was much more swollen than the other side Mm. and I thought what is going on why is my neck swollen Mm. and I went in and they were like yeah well we don't see any nodules or Mm -hmm. goiters or anything Mm -hmm. but wound up it wound up that I did Mm. and so you know here I am they're sending off my thyroid and I'm going oh my gosh I had breast cancer you know what are the odds of it being cancerous. I mean, let's let's think about this in your head. What are the odds of losing your husband? Mm-hmm. What are the odds of breast cancer in my family? So I am internally screaming, but I didn't want to put it out in the universe, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to say that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, I just kept saying, you know what, it, it can't be. Like, I mm-hmm. have a purpose. I, I have a mission right. here, right. and I need to help people in the community. I... I don't have time for any more kids. It's just it's not right. allowed to come back. Right. You know? And right. I've got stuff to do. I have things to do, and cancer is not one of those things anymore. Right. I've done that. I've That's right. <laughs> got that T-shirt. I don't want to go back. Right. That's right. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so glad that the thyroid, everything's good. Everything's great. They prescribed you Synthroid, yep, though. I'm fine. And you're going to be taking that. Rest of my life. Rest every day. Of life. One pill. That's okay. It's a great price to pay to be here. Thank so God I'm happy. for um, modern day yes. medicine yes. and and treatments and also all of the um, uh, proactive things that we can do through our medical providers to to detect. Get your blood work. Things. Get your tests. If you feel like something's wrong with your body, and it probably you know, is. I said mm-hmm. I don't feel right, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, "Oh, it could be menopause. It could be this," and I was like, mm-hmm. "No, no." I, I'm telling you, I know my body, mm-hmm. especially after sitting in a chemo chair. I think I'm more self-aware 
mm-hmm. of symptoms and aches and pains than anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I am not a fan of medicine right. at all. Right. But the option was I was taking medicine for Graves' disease that was mm-hmm. actually harming my liver. And I thought my liver mm. has been through chemo and radiation. Mm. There's And it's fine. There's no way I'm going to let mm. it damage it and then have to have mm-hmm. a liver transplant. Right. I just, you know. How do you treat your Graves' disease? What what? What there are changes. two types of me- there's mm-hmm. two types of medication methamazole mm-hmm. and a medicine called PTU. Mm-hmm. Well, I was on the methamazole doing amazing, but then all of a sudden, three weeks in, I had a horrible allergic reaction. Mm. So the doctor was avoiding the PTU because it can raise your liver enzymes, mm. but that became my only option. Wow! And so, sure enough, monitoring blood work, it, my liver enzymes went up, mm. and I did two series of blood work, and I said to her about every four weeks and I said you know what no I I'm not I'm not doing this Mm -hmm. and I did not want to do there is another option where you do radioactive iodine treatment and it kills the thyroid right but Mm -hmm. I'm a cancer survivor that has done 35 radiation treatments right you didn't need any more I just was not exposing my body to any more and you know ironically enough I had my thyroid removed at Duke and, and the doctor was like my gosh you're fit you're so amazingly fit and I think that stems from when, to back up, when Tony got killed, mm-hmm. instead of dumping myself into a pill bottle or to drinking or, you know, I mean, I had a spell there where I was like, I don't know what to do with my mm-hmm. life. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to squat my friends, but that didn't work. Right. I dumped myself into the gym. Mm. And I started working out, mm-hmm. doing fitness shows, mm-hmm. and I feel like I trained oh. for the fight of my life, oh, yeah. you know, so, so healthy. are you still a big um, work workout-aholic? Not as extreme as I was because mm-hmm. you diet down for 16 weeks, but um, mm-hmm. I am very self-aware of being fit, and mm-hmm. I really well, try to be. Well, she does look amazing here <laughs> yeah. at 53 years old. She's, she's pretty hot stuff. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I try. Awesome. So do, what other, so do you, um, do you go to a gym or do you do anything that maybe other 50-year-olds that want to get fit? Well, I mean, my biggest thing is diet. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very aware. Not, not that, now listen, I'll drink a glass of wine and right. I'll eat the cake. Right. I mean, let's get, uh, let's yes. be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I do things in moderation. However, you know, I'm, I'm 53 and I want to be fit and I, and I feel like when you're fit and you're in charge of your health, you're going to live your your best life, your best life mm-hmm. and your older years are going to mm-hmm. be much easier to handle. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not getting any younger and the weight's harder to come off. Mm-hmm. And, you know... When you're looking like Jane Fonda at 70... You know, I would not be <laughs> mad about that at all. That would be amazing. Yeah. Or even, yeah. I mean, look at J-Lo. Good yeah. Lord. You know, yeah. I mean, I... Right, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. it was amazing to look in the mirror in my late 40s mm-hmm. when I did my last fitness show and mm-hmm. to look in the mirror and go, man... I've had two kids. Mm. Look at these. Look at these six pack abs. What's happening? I mean that. That's huge. I'm gonna use you as my inspiration <laughs> to get get back. And you know, I um, I'm very positive about that. I I want to stay in shape. I I look at people that I know that I grew up with or went to school with, and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, and all things considered, mm-hmm. the chemo, the radiation, and all that, mm-hmm. I I I said, you know what, I did it. 
Mm-hmm. But I didn't let it define me. Right. You know. You're a go getter. You're just you're you're not going to lay stagnant for no. sure. No. I mean I. For sure. You know, I, I, the way I look at it, if life deals me something, here's my deck of cards, and you know I, I'm gonna do what I need to do to get it done because I have other responsibilities in life, and I can't let, you know, yes, cancer diagnosis is so huge. Mm. It was devastating. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. And to say. I was fortunate enough to go through stage 2A breast cancer treatment. It sounds so, it, it doesn't sound good when people, when I say that. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about the treatment is, is it brought me where I am today mm-hmm. on a path that I needed to be on. Mm-hmm. And then I think in life now, I know my why. Mm-hmm. And some people go through their whole life and never know why they're on this earth. Right. And or, here we are sitting in this beautiful boutique where you're able to help so many people, whatever their, their transition no matter what it is. in life is, um, to be the best them. And that's, that's amazing. And all because of all of these events that right. have occurred. I mean, this is Tony rewarding. would be so proud of you. Oh, my gosh. You know? He? I mean, what he would be amazed at everything that you've accomplished. That is, that's awesome. SF wives, we're, we're kind of special people, too, <laughs> I have to say. Well, very A-type personality <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Oops, yeah. that happens. You have to be. You have to, to be set goals and... And um, and go after it, and I definitely can appreciate that. Going after your dreams, making your life, you know, meaningful. You know, my mom said mm-hmm. I never knew, understood the word no. no. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it worked out in my behavior. It worked out in my best interest in the long run, but not so much as a teenager. No, but I think neither. I've made up for it now. You me know, too, I mean, sister, you know, I I just think that when somebody says, you know, oh, you have cancer, okay, well. I don't want to die. I don't want to figure this out because I have life to live. Oh, my husband! My husband died, and so I have oh, to figure it out. And that male lady just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, you know, my husband died. I have children looking for at me. I have to get them through school. I mean, AJ, I had to get through preschool elementary school middle school high school and he is two years from graduating from Mm. high school to go to college Mm. and I'll never forget after Tony passed and I'm looking at him wearing a little blue cap and gown walking across that stage I was a mess right and I thought oh my gosh and that's when he discovered what a daddy was and that he didn't have one right and so my focus then became on you know what we're going to honor your daddy Mm. I'm going to teach you how to do that Mm. but I am also going to teach you that no matter what happens in your life, you can't lay down and quit. Mm. You know, he died, but I'm still responsible. I still have to put a roof over our head. Mm. I still have to put food on the table. Mm. I have no excuse as to why I'm just going to quit and say I can't do it. Mm. And I want my children to know that if they didn't learn anything from me at all, that they learned that to do the right thing, to be responsible. Right. To make sure that not to give up, not to give up, and you know to fight. And I'm hoping that my strength is something that'll help them in the long run. It is something that should help us all. You have really <laughs> been tested, and you have. you have chosen um, to 
to be an inspiration. That's awesome. And I'm sitting here, and while I'm talking to her, I'm staring at this gigantic banner that has been uh, set up in her in her beautiful business here. And um, JoJo has just been uh, selected as Small Business of the Month from uh, Greater Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce. Yes. And how awesome. And I believe you had won... Um, Business of the Year for Business the Hope Mills the- Chamber, which is the town, you know, right. adjacent to Fayetteville. So, right. I mean, it's... And that's an honor for me. And I didn't think that anybody not is not paying attention, but I... You know, there's a stigma behind wigs. There's a stigma mm. behind cancer. Mm. People fear the word cancer, mm. and they look at the word wigs mm. like something that is, mm. oh, wigs, old people wear those, or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to turn that all around, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the thing that they did notice is that I am trying to make a difference, which is something that is really humbling for right. me because I just was mm-hmm. trying to, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Whether I got an accolade or not, whether mm-hmm. somebody gave me a certificate or a plaque, it didn't matter because I, there's the reason behind this is my passion mm. to help others yeah. and make sure that they're not alone. Right. That's huge. Oh, it is huge. And you don't just sell wigs. She's, she also sells um, uh, head scarves mm-hmm. that are beautiful um, and all kinds of different hats. And I had also noticed um, some, uh, the lozenges. The queasy pops. The queasy pops. They're great. Right. They help for upset stomach and heartburn even on a normal day. Right. But they were originally designed for women that had morning sickness. Oh. And then they discovered, hey, Mm -hmm. they're helping cancer patients and they're all natural. So you're limiting the amount of medication because, boy, when you go through chemo, you're really putting a lot of stuff in your body that you really don't want to. The steroids, the anti-nausea yes. meds, the Benadryl, the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot. And and here I was, you know, not even 50 years old. I was diagnosed at 49. Mm-hmm. I turned 50 after I finished my last chemo. I did 16 treatments. Mm. And to not ever take a pill for anything in my life mm. and then to go into that was like, oh, my gosh, mm. what is happening mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten me back, but I'm a different me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I look at a picture of me prior mm-hmm. to cancer treatment, mm-hmm. I'm like, I knew I knew her. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I knew her. Wow, but I'm not her. I'm not her. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm different. I'm better. I think I love that. I think that most of us can relate to that. You know, <laughs> and I think it's also we were talking about too. You know, just the aging process yeah. and all of that. You know, and and JoJo's ten years older than I am, so I've uh, I have a lot to learn from her <laughs> her journey, but. I'm in my 40s now, so I'm a grown person, you know, but just your mindset and um, just how important that is, you know, that just because you're 40 or you're 50 or you're 60 or however, no, that you should always just keep living. I think the positivity is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tune out negativity. I'll tune Mm -hmm. it out with Facebook and social media Mm -hmm. and all the... I tell people when you can, I don't talk about politics. I don't mm-hmm. engage in religion. I have my mm-hmm. personal beliefs, and they're personal. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to argue with someone about it because mm-hmm. I feel like you're beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like too, 
life is too short and gosh who knows that better than I do like mm-hmm. be positive mm-hmm. live positive mm-hmm. you know even it, it might be a bad day for me but then I think man I have a roof over my head and a business mm-hmm. and I'm so lucky I'm alive. And when you just start to complain and you let all of that negativity into your life, that's when, you know, you're not going to see positive outcomes when you let that override. And I shouldn't complain because what I see come through my door on a daily basis Mm -hmm. is enough to change anybody's life. I mean, I I have seen recently a 23-year-old mother with a a three-and-a-half-month-old baby girl brain cancer you know I mean that little girl needs her mommy Mm -hmm. I've have seen a three-year-old little boy with lymphoma and his older sister shaved her head for posterity Mm. I have seen a 13 year old girl with a rare form of uh, cancer a tumor on a base of her spine Um, you know and I've seen a 94 year old woman come in here that she's like, I'm not dead. I'm doing chemo. I'm like, you know what? So, you, I have seen every age. I have seen every type of cancer. And for me, it makes me, it, it keeps me together. It keeps me from being, oh, well, I own a business. I'm just not. No. It keeps me very humble and very grounded because I understand that I am a lucky young lady to be here Mm -hmm. and to have had stage 2a because it it was curable Mm. and you know like again prevention is key Mm -hmm. to making sure that you're you're there as well don't avoid doctor's visits don't avoid that blood work and if you feel like there's a pain or an ache don't ignore it right well with that excellent advice I think we're going to come to a close but um, if someone is interested in finding out more about you um, and your business here at Peruke where can they find you they can find me on Facebook and it's Peruke P-E-R-R-U-Q-U-E boutique or you can find me on www.peruke.com wigsfayettevillenc.com or you can come to 3037F Suite 2 Boone Trail Extension in Fayetteville, North Carolina and I'll be glad to help you and the phone number is 910-758-8644 Fabulous and I'll make sure to put all of this on my blog post so that people can read and and find all of your information as well and again it's been awesome to have Miss JoJo Yost here, uh, Gold Star wife, breast cancer survivor, um, <laughs> kick butt, <laughs> business lady, boss lady here That's in so uh, Fayetteville, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, I'm proud to know you and to have oh, met you. you. I'm honored that you came in Aww. here. That makes me feel really good that, you know, people are... Yes. Pay attention and care about my mission. Yes, and I think that our listeners are going to love hearing your story. Thank you. Thank you. But that's all we have today, folks. Have an awesome day, and I'll see you next time here on HodgePodge.